<laughs> oh man hey what's happening ward wrestling live uh we are here and we have another amazing uh wrestling mind in our country here with us today and i'm just absolutely honored that she said yes uh not too many girls say yes to me so i'm glad you did and uh <laughs> and we're on and uh, we have coach amy hildebrandt uh she just took over Trine University, who is one of the first NCAA sanctioned programs. Uh, they're a D3 program now, so women have entered D3, D2, hopefully D1, and, uh, and doing big things. But she was a uh, Penn, the Penn High School women's coach for a long time. Uh, she did two state titles there, four state champs there as the head coach. She also graduated from there and, and, and did some good things that we'll talk about. And then she went on to... Uh, the high-powered Boilermakers, Purdue University, and um, now she's here with us, and she just took over Trine University. I think I probably said that already, but yeah, so <laughs> my gray hair is helping me lose my brain cells, but <laughs> hey, coach, thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. It's really cool to have you, cool to meet you, uh, cool, to, cool to see what you're doing and read about you, but welcome. Thanks. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I, uh, uh, fun. I got to, I went back and read stories about you and I was reading all cool stuff and the avenue that you came up <clears throat> and came through. But, um, you know, first of all, obviously, uh, this summer was a little bit different than most for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely very crazy. Well, I feel like it was different for everyone. <laughs> yeah, not just you. Yeah, not just me. Everyone's probably like, what the heck are we doing? What's going on in the world? Um, but it was definitely an interesting experience kind of moving on to the next stage of my life during all the craziness that is 2020. But I can't, I feel like it's just going to mean that everything's going to be easier <laughs> from here. So just make it over this, this mountain and then the rest will be smooth sailing, hopefully. Yeah, that's cool. And I know, um, so some, some, some people will say bad, no wrestling, not consistent, no tournaments. Some people would say good, a little more family time, got to be home, got to visit people, kind of a little bit of both for you. Yeah, well, I think definitely there's a good, you can find good in everything, like you can find bad in everything. Um, so actually during the bulk of quarantine, I was living with my sister in Colorado Springs. So I was able to still like wrestle because she, obviously she couldn't wrestle with anyone at the Olympic training center. So she just beat me up every day. And <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> how that went. <laughs> so yeah, like there's some good things. Definitely. I learned a lot just from drilling with her every day and she'd take the time to coach me and stuff. So there was good things there uh, and getting to see her is hard too. Cause we just live in different States. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely sad, you know, no Olympics. That would have been awesome. I really want to go to Japan and then, uh, my younger brother was supposed to compete at nationals, D1 nationals. I was looking forward to that. And then just, you know, I, my heart really goes out to all the girls coming up, the graduating seniors. They wanted to compete in Fargo or something like that, and they weren't able to. So there's definitely some lows, but it was cool. Some of my experiences during quarantine were definitely awesome. Yeah, that's, and, and Colorado doesn't suck. It's a beautiful place. Um, I've never been to the Springs part, but we go up to um, you know, this year. It got kind of, you know, it, it's weird how things happen. We usually go up the first week of January every year. Mm -hmm. And we take the kids skiing during Christmas break. 
but because he was a freshman, you know, the last two years, seventh and eighth grade wrestling, nobody cared if he was there or not. So we would just, he'd miss a tournament that week and he'd go wrestle. But he was starting to feel himself a little bit this year. So we didn't want to do that to him. Um, so we didn't set up our winter break. We said, we'll go spring break. Well, March 13th happened and that's when everything went dead. And that's when we were supposed to fly up to Colorado and do that. So it's weird. It got moved and then it got messed up, but, but yeah, Colorado definitely doesn't. So I, I say there's like, I think Colorado is the real heaven, like at the mountain. <laughs> it's just beautiful there. So it couldn't have been too bad. Plus being with your sibling, that's cool. Um, you know, what, what, is, what does it mean? Obviously you have been a part of Indiana wrestling, whether youth, cadet, child, adult. I mean, you have been involved in Indiana wrestling <clears throat> forever, building programs, building yourself, coaching your siblings. I mean, however you're doing it, uh, you're, you're involved in it. What has always kept you home? Like even now taking over the college program, it's home. I'm sure, I'm sure there's many other places in this country that could have been your pathway, but it seems like you're really passionate about doing it all there yeah so actually there's quite a few things i just love indiana as a state i think that's probably not something you hear most people say <laughs> but <laughs> i grew up here i really love it i like the people and i think um my wrestling circle while it's gotten bigger and i've gotten the opportunity to meet a lot of super intelligent people and just helpful and kind people in the wrestling community from all over the country um but I will always go back to like my coach and and coach Harper for example has done so much for wrestling and just someone I look up to and I just love to be around him and he's kind of who got me started in wrestling got me back into wrestling um and I just I like that environment it, it's so nice that I can you know right now I'm only an hour away if I ever want to I can just drive up and we can go wrestle or something like that we can work through a technique and being able to do that is just, I, I wouldn't ever want to replace that. It's so valuable to me. So that's one of the reasons I've kind of stuck around. Uh, I know everyone and I just, I, I want to help Indiana wrestling get to where some of the other women's wrestling states are because um, Indiana high school wrestling isn't sanctioned yet. And so just being able to be there from the very beginning when there was zero women's teams, right? Penn was the first you know, women's team. <laughs> and then being there when it gets sanctioned and it's like an official high school sport is, uh, I want to see the goal through. Yeah. I mean, you even, I mean, I'd imagine you could have wrestled at some level in college. You probably could have went off to an NAIA program and, and done your, continued your wrestling athletic career at that level, but you even decided to stay home, go to Purdue, <laughs> per, pursue higher education. And then um, something funny that I read, you were like, I just, I miss wrestling so much. I asked the team, can I, can I work at some capacity or volunteer or do something? Um, that had to be pretty fun. So you try, you got to travel with the team, be at practices, do your thing. And um, you had to, you know, from a, so I say, I, I asked people, so you had the experience, which is the wrestler. And then you had the observation, which is obviously the path you took to be mm -hmm. a, an amazing coach. How much traveling with the Boilermakers did you learn and, and did you take in and did you see and 
and did you get a chance to kind of roll around at practice and how much fun was that? It was really fun. Definitely a little draining. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of what I learned wasn't necessarily wrestling and technique. I, I did learn that, don't get me wrong, but how a program works and like the impact it has on athletes, all that traveling, like we would take buses on the weekends. You don't really get weekends as a student athlete, you know? So just being able to see all of that was very interesting. I didn't ever wrestle with the guys. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're a bit intense, <laughs> uh, yeah. but, but it, it was cool. And seeing like the parents side, the media side, um, working with film. I did a lot of the film stuff and just like the whole coaching staff. I got to know everything they do and really see at college, it's it's different than high school, how like, you know, how seriously it's taken. taken. It's a professional kind of experience. So it was, it was interesting to see it from that perspective where I'd always been kind of a student of the sport where I'd watch and I'd learn, you know, I'd, I'd remember stuff or see a situation and be like, this is the position you need to be in. This was an entirely different side of wrestling I hadn't known <laughs> at the time necessarily. So it was really cool getting to travel with the, with Purdue's team and just meet the kids there. Such a great <laughs> bunch of wrestlers and were you, were you able to, you were obviously able to, I mean, so first, and we'll get into it. And then of course, we'll talk about your new program and, and of course do all that. But um, I mean, you started a, I was going to say how much, how much coaching did they allow you to do? Did some of the guys, cause I mean, you started coaching at like a sophomore in high school, you were already coaching a girl's team. Uh, you were like the athlete coach cause you were building the girl's team. But uh, did you ever like, Hey dude, I was watching your match like yesterday and you know, your underhook really sucked. Like you should really, <laughs> should really try this. <laughs> and they're like, oh. who are you? Right. And you're like, well, I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> like, just listen to me. <laughs> and now, oh, no. did that ever that, happen? <laughs> that would be hilarious. No, I, I don't, I don't think <laughs> I would have ever felt comfortable doing that. Um, and you, they were great wrestlers at Purdue anyways. They didn't need my help that much, but yeah, <laughs> yeah <that'd>, definitely. <laughs> yeah, hey, your shot sucks, dude. Like you really got to work on it. <laughs> oh, thankfully I didn't have to say that. You're 17 years old. What do you know, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're only 19 and your shot sucks. I'm just trying to help you out. But that's funny. Um, man, so, so uh, obviously, I mean, coaching, that's the avenue you took. You obviously fell in love with that aspect of the sport. Um, I mean, talk about no girls wrestling in Indiana. There's no women's programs. I was reading an article where you were like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can be on a boys team, but that wasn't my aspiration to wrestle boys. Uh, my aspiration was to create girls programs. And uh, so there's no girls program at your school. You're in high school. Uh, I mean, tell us what happens next. Yeah, uh, well, I, I really wasn't interested in wrestling boys. Uh, in fact, it, it almost turned me off completely from the sport because I was like, it's not even fun, especially as you get older. As a kid, it's okay. But as you get older, you know, everything changes and it's like impossible to keep up almost, it seems like. So I wasn't interested in that. And I felt like wrestling culture in general just wasn't super inviting um, but maybe that was just me. I was shy. <laughs> so when coach Harper came up to me and 
asked, hey, we need, you know, there's a future for women's wrestling. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, this is really casual. We'll try it. And we tried that. And I just, I fell in love with it. Like you said, it was something I was like, this is so fun. I started to see it more as like, um, you know, learning the technique and detail and just kind of taking my time with it instead of being like thrust into wrestling, even though I had been a part of the wrestling world for a long time at that point, just going kind of back to those basics and doing it slowly and making it like my team was so important in kind of fostering that love of the sport, as well as like my drive to kind of grow it. And that's why when I started to realize this is something anyone can do, I, I could take people who have never done a sport in their life and be like, hey, come learn wrestling. Just come be a part of something, come be a part of a team growing something that's kind of bigger than you. And a lot of people want to do that. So it wasn't too hard to, to find girls who wanted to come give it a shot from there. And obviously I had a lot of background in wrestling. I, I had known it. We wrestle in my living room, like every time I see my family. So I was- Still today? <laughs> oh yeah. Probably more today than we used to. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was comfortable with helping girls out and I would explain to them like, here's, I would, I would walk around the room and pretty much coach, even though I was also competing. And I think that's kind of where I was like, this is something I could do. This is something I like to do. And, and from there, it just kind of took off. Yeah, and I think it's great because I think that there's a lot of amazing coaches out there that, that played a sport to a, a certain level. And, and, but their passion was really not to be the, be, be the athlete. It was to be the, like the creator of men and women to, to help people grow, to teach people something to, and, and a lot of the coaches, even the, the, the coaches now that were Olympic champions say that coaching a kid and watching them succeed is the best feeling in the world. And, yeah, definitely. Uh, and um, I, you've obviously done that and that's your passion. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you kind of got away from coaching, obviously you had to go do your college thing and, and get your mm -hmm. degree in not so far away from it, you were still honing your tools in, you were learning how to read, you know, read tape and, and learning how to, to, to watch practices and watching high level Big Ten, Big Ten, right, Purdue? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Big Ten, <laughs> see, I'm retarded. Uh, Big Ten, uh, you know, that's like, in football, it's like the SEC of wrestling, right? So you got to see high level coaches do it I'm sure you've got notebooks just filled with shit that you've learned um, and, and, and you were able to come back out. Now, when you left, you came back to high school, right? And did, did high school and, and then you did that. And then women get uh, NCAA sanctioned. There's a school in Indiana that opens up. It's trying. Um, but what made that the right place for you uh, taking over Trine University? Uh, they got a couple of badass logos. I saw them out there with little <laughs> and stuff. And uh, have, have you incorporated like a wrestling club also that's going to kind of feed into the programs? Um, I and mean, what made it the right place, other than it being in Indiana? <laughs> right. That's 90% yeah. of it, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few things. Um, when I was first starting coaching, I was just kind of doing it as a, a filler. I didn't think it could actually be a career for me. 
So I was doing it to save up money so I could pursue more education. I wanted to go to law school actually. And then as I got into coaching, it was just so rewarding and I loved it. I knew that women's wrestling was growing very quickly and it was growing on the collegiate level. And so my parents, they would be like, when are you going to get your life together? What are you going to do? And I'm like, just wait, there's going to be a college opportunity for me. I can do this as my job. So I just kind of, you know, for a couple of years, floated, coached middle school, high school, elementary school clubs, and just pretty much filled my schedule <laughs> with coaching wrestling. And then that opportunity presented itself to me. And I, I talked to the people at Trine and, you know, they told me they were they, they were interested in seeing if I maybe wanted to, to coach. Um, and then when I looked into the school, I, I got to see that it aligned a lot with my values, with education, very important to me, uh, obviously. And then just the fact that they wanted to take the initiative to grow women's wrestling by hiring a female coach, that was a big deal to me. You don't see many of those. It's definitely getting more popular now, but I really liked that they wanted to do that. And that was something they kind of said was important to them as well. So I really felt like they were passionate about the same things I was passionate about. And it, it was just a perfect match. I got to see campus. It's beautiful. It's in Indiana, like you said. Yeah. Um, and, say, you homegrown, know, homegrown girl. I mean, <laughs> it can't be bad, right? And you know the sport at a high level. Uh, what, what, what kind of philosophies and cultures do you think you'll, you'll bring into the room? Uh, not just, you know, not just wrestling-wise, but education-wise too, making sure that not only are these girls becoming, you know, winners on the wrestling map, but winners in life. Yeah, I think there's a lot of important things you can take from wrestling that, you know, their, their reach far extends wrestling itself. So, for example, like one thing I'm, I feel very passionate about in character-wise teaching my wrestlers is just the idea of having personal responsibility. I think that if an athlete or just a person in general ever wants to feel like they were successful, um, the only way to be responsible for those successes is to also be responsible for their failures. So that, that kind of mentality is, it goes way beyond athletics. In life, like things are going to seem unfair and you're going to think, this is, this is so-and-so's fault. This is whatever, it's my boss's fault or it's someone in my professor's fault. Um, just kind of like erasing that from your mind and being able to say like, okay, part of this is my fault. What am I gonna do to fix it? And the same thing in wrestling, I don't want my wrestlers being like, it was the, it was the referee's fault. They, they made a bad call. Like you gotta put that on yourself. It, it shouldn't have been up to the referee in the first place. So that's, that's at least character-wise, one of the big things I want to teach culture wise in my room um, is really just about a love for wrestling. A lot of times that might get away from high level athletes. They kind of forget the reason why they started wrestling in the first place, especially with a sport that is just physically demanding. I mean, it can be grueling. It's not fun a lot of the times. <laughs> so <laughs> remembering that you love wrestling is a, a culture that I want to invite into my room and into my girls who join the program or anyone kind of affiliated with it. It's just that we're passionate about wrestling. We love it. We want to grow the sport. We want to advocate for ourselves and for others. Um, and it's, it's kind of, you know, a lot to 
feel responsible for when you just want to worry about your own successes. But I think moving the sport forward is just as important as being successful in your own personal life. So that's that's a little bit of what I'm hoping to get. Uh, it, it's definitely not all about winning. I mean, obviously that's fun too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the goal. <laughs> but yeah, a, a little more of like a, a higher level goal would be just kind of refining women's wrestling and building stronger programs nationwide and then hopefully soon you know that means worldwide will be stronger not that we aren't already awesome but <laughs> yeah. yeah and building yeah. an atmosphere where you know boys and girls want to come back to trying and give the, give back to the program and, and girls want to be involved and be there during the off season um uh, uh bjorg bjorg Wigny, i always mess up her name she she shouted you out and then she put up these hands like this and then Oh, Adam Gusky told me a great hat. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> and then, uh, Coach Eric Floyd said, those opportunities you have were created by your hard work and your commitment. So uh, a few awesome things there. Um, so, you know, now that there's more opportunities for girls, uh, recruiting has to be, you can actually, you can probably pick and choose kind of what type of girl you want now or what type of girl you want to grow your program. Uh, I think before, before it was like, okay, there's an opportunity for a girl to wrestle. We want as many as we can, just come on, right? But I think mm -hmm. now, um, oh, <laughs> Steve Hall said, who's your strong? I <laughs> 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 uh, love to see the growth of women's wrestling in my home state. So uh, that's awesome. Thanks Steve for uh, chiming in. Um, but yeah, uh, I think, Girls, it's nice girls have a, a choice now. They, they, they don't have to settle to, okay, well, if I want to wrestle in college, I have to go to here or there. Now they have choices. And, you know, what makes Trine, on one side, what makes Trine the place for these girls? And then on, on your side, um, what, what do you need to see in these girls? What are you out there recruiting? What type of person, what type of athlete? Mm -hmm. uh, someone wants to be a trying wrestler what, what do they need to be doing right so as far as what makes trying a good fit for girls I think that we have a spectacular academic program so if they you know they don't want to sacrifice their academics to go and wrestle in school I mean I feel like sometimes girls feel like they have to do that um, you don't have to do that and I think that's something that we can give them that a lot of other places might not be able to give them is that we have like a fantastic placement and placement rate for grad school or jobs. So you don't have to feel like you're just going to school to wrestle. You're not, you're going to school so you can get a degree, so you can get a job and so you can wrestle. Yeah. Uh, and part of that is just the way trying school is. And part of that is the way the administrations and the administration and myself are really pushing academics as well as athletic success. So I think that's what makes trying a good fit for girls uh, as far as what makes it, I don't know, other than wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then for myself, what I'm looking for in athletes is kind of what I mentioned earlier, athletes who are passionate about wrestling and who love the sport. I, as far as technique wise and experience wise goes, that all can be taught. So to me, it's not as big and pressing as like, oh, you have all these great accomplishments. As long as you want to be there, I want you there because 
that's who's going to build the program. That's who's going to be good. Wrestlers who are good, but they don't really love the sport are, I mean, they, college wrestling is hard. So if they don't really love it, they're not sticking around. Um, obviously, people who are good <laughs> and love the sport are like, that's top notch. That's exactly what you well, want. And they say that I've heard people say that one of the goals is to keep a college student all four years as a wrestler. So many fall off. Mm -hmm. And um, recruiting a freshman, I'm guessing you want to recruit someone that their goal is to stay or you see that in them, right? Yes. I And every time I talk to girls, I ask them, I say, well, um, you want to wrestle in college. Do you have any goals of wrestling after college? And I'm so surprised by the amount of girls who would be like, no one's ever asked me that before. I'm like, well, I mean, you can do that. So I don't know why anyone has it. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a possibility for you. And if that's one of your goals, I want to help you get there. I, I don't think, especially where women's wrestling is at now, there's anything stopping a girl from no matter what school she goes to, she can wrestle on the next level. And that's kind of the beauty of where, the, where women's wrestling is because you don't have to be, for example, like men's wrestling, it, you have to be a D1 wrestler at an awesome school. It seems like if you want to wrestle any further, if you want to go onto the world level. But with women's wrestling, I mean, you could come from any, you can come from NAI, you can come from D3, D2, whatever, and still be able to kind of pursue that next level wrestling. So that's kind of, especially girls who say like, yeah, I do want to keep wrestling. I mean, it's okay if they don't want to, but that's how I know it's like, this is, this is your life. It's something you want to do with your life and you care enough about it. Um, I'm going to put in all my time into you and into this program. I just want someone who's going to give me a little bit back. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting to kind of see the different mentality of women wrestlers. Uh, one thing I'm very happy with is just the amount of support they all have for each other and they do want to grow women's wrestling. So it's, it's been a, a fun experience just kind of recruiting and getting to talk and see people's perspectives. Well, yeah. And, and obviously you, you definitely live in a world where women have exceeded at the next level. So, I mean, obviously you're, you're able to, to bring back photos and be like, look, there's 25 women right now that I'm showing you that are all at the world level that are kicking ass, right? So you too can be in that room. You can be at the USOC, you can be doing big things. And um, yeah, I mean, you're not talking out of your ass, right? I mean, you've been mm -hmm. there and in the room, you've seen the, the growth of the sport from uh, when you and your sister were little, little girls and now to where you guys are coaching and still competing. So um, it's pretty awesome. Um, I know a big thing with you is uh, advocating for women's wrestling and then also um, reaching out and maybe educating people on how to build girls programs at the high school level because I feel like there's, there's a few things that happens. Either you have coaches that I don't think, and I, I don't think there's any coach out there that's like, okay, I hate girls. I don't want girls to be around me. <laughs> right. I don't think that's right. the case. Right? Uh, I think it's more, you know, girls aren't sanctioned in our state. So it's more difficult to get schools to fund the programs and then build it up. And then there's also the people that come from the side of, well, I'm a little nervous. What kind of backlash I'm going to get if I have girls and boys in the same room or, parents or or whatever um how do you build that confidence up how do you change that perception and and 
And how do you, how have you been able to do that in Indiana? Yeah, so I definitely think one of the biggest things you need to start doing as a coach who is looking to grow a women's program is to start by making this clear line, this definition between your men's team and your women's team. Um, like you were saying, like if parents don't want uh, girls on the guys team, I think that is kind of like decreasing the amount of backlash from that. Um, but just creating your girls team can do wonders. And obviously it's not going to be like that right away. And that's where you as a coach has to come in and just start recruiting. I mean, if you want to start a program, it's not going to start itself. So being able to, the way we found a lot of success, at least at Penn High School, was being in the, in the classrooms, in the school, you know, in the hallways, getting to see kids and just kind of calling out to them and being like, hey, you, you look athletic. You want to try wrestling? Um, we, we would just pull people just straight off the streets, you know, <laughs> if they look like they needed a place, um, a lot of times people want to be a part of a team. So being able to tell a girl like, Hey, you can belong here. You can do this. We want you here. I'm going to invest my time in you. That means a lot. And it mean, especially to a high school, a high school girl, she wants to be a part of something. And, uh, it might take some persistence, definitely. <laughs> There are some people, I'm sure they're just like, gosh, is she ever going to stop? But <laughs> uh, you're a salesman, essentially. You're, you're selling your sport. You're selling your team. And that's, you know, you got to be a little annoying to do that. If uh, you have a program like a boys program that's only been a few years old and you're still trying to grow that program. I mean, you're, you haven't filled 14 spots yet. I mean, you're still building and, and that's kind of your goal. Can adding a girls program trigger that and, and, and build it quicker? Or, or do you recommend focus on getting that built and then move on to the next step? I definitely think there's, there's no reason you shouldn't be adding a girls team. If you're looking to grow wrestling, um, I mean, you'll grow wrestling by getting more wrestlers. It shouldn't matter if they're a boy or a girl. And it, you know, it might end up your girls team is more successful than your, your boys team. That could happen. And, and that's totally okay. If, if you're not getting the people you want for a, a boys team, but there's a possibility, there's a demand, you could get it for your girls team. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't do that. And I mean, high schoolers have friends. They'll invite their friends, whether they're a guy or a girl. And just getting the sport talked about it is important. You know, getting people to come to, that's one thing that's always been awesome <laughs> is our girls team is very well attended and they love to cheer and it's just, it's so, such a fun environment. It's actually just kind of different than the boys tournaments are. Um, so just kind of getting that for wrestling is such great exposure. Add, just, add, boys, add boys cheerleaders to the women's teams. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> we need cheerleaders for wrestling, man. We need it. <laughs> Get like a halftime show. Although tournaments are long enough as is, so maybe not. But <laughs> uh, that's cool. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean that's been your specialty, right? Is building programs, and now, now you're getting a chance to do it at a whole other level, right? And um, at, you, you've only been there how long now? So I've been here for a couple months. I'm trying to think. I got the job in late February, so early-ish March when everything just kind of went <laughs> to hell in a handbasket. But <laughs> of course. So, have you noticed anything? You know, obviously at a, at, a, at a high school level, there's 
high school gay or college. Can you kind of plug and play your systems or have you noticed that you can really tell you're on, this is like next level type shit. Like you're, you're in a different game here or can, <laughs> can you kind of plug and play your systems and, and see that they can work at any level? So as far as like recruiting goes? Yeah, recruiting, your coaching, just, you know, uh, get kids in the room. I mean, is it, is it similar? Um, yeah, it, it is similar in a lot of, in a lot of ways, especially wrestling, you know, it doesn't really change no matter what level you're at. And I think that's a very common misconception. I know like when I would come back to the high school team after I'd been helping my sister out, they were like, oh, Coach Hildy, teach us some like, teach us some of the moves they're learning at the OTC. And I'm like, well, uh, they're working on single legs and like, just <laughs> like, it's the same stuff. It doesn't change. It's just maybe a little tiny detail. Oh, move your head up half an inch. Um, and it, that's kind of boring, but <laughs> there's definitely, it's, it's finding those perfections within the things you've already done, minimizing the amount of transition times, you know, just being able to see wrestling and no wrestling and instinctually chain those things together that to me is the higher level wrestling. And I'm very fortunate that I've been able to kind of absorb all this wisdom from so many different people, whether it be athletes competing now or you know, coaches, media people. I mean, the involvement in wrestling community is phenomenal. Siblings. Uh, I've been able, <laughs> yes, the siblings. My siblings are for sure my number one resource. Um, but I've been able to absorb so much from them so coaching at the collegiate level, I, I feel pretty confident in my ability to do that. And I think, you know, the things I taught the girls in high school are the good things that you want to teach them in college and further on. Um, it's just kind of refining it and getting it to be more of that fluid motion is where I'll probably see the biggest difference. Obviously, I haven't got much time to work with people, but you'll get there. Uh, do you try to get down to central Michigan for some matches? Yeah, so last year I, I made it to almost every single home match. Um, I am like such a huge fan, always wearing my Central Michigan gear. <laughs> um, and I, I love their team. And Yeah, I mean, their coach, is, their coach is a legend. I mean, it's been, I think he's the active winningest coach. And But the, the, the humans that I've met that have come out of his program that are around the country that are just amazing is incredible what he's doing um i mean you've got scotty sentis is now coaching at campbell and you've got jake Britt, and you've got bb train down here and you, i mean i i can somehow early on I, I met him and then i met like connor bb and then all of a sudden for like two weeks all i had was like central michigan people on my show <laughs> on, um from around the country uh because it kind of spidered into that and it it was pretty cool to kind of see what they're doing you know it's like uh i had grandview i had some uh the girls coach mm -hmm. at grandview on uh Arilis Valles, and then i got to get a bunch of their hammers came on and she was they were all talking it was cool to hear these girls speak and talk and you know advocate obviously for iowa wrestling and the girls over there are trying to get sanctioned as well and uh, but it's been cool i think part of would you say that um uh i think part of the positives that have come out of this pandemic too is I don't think we heard the voices for sanctioning and, and advocating women's wrestling as loud as we're hearing them now because we've had time to, I mean, I think the same people are screaming, but now that people are home and, and doing these shows and, 
and, and not able to be at tournaments we're hearing and, and there's been times to there's been I think more opportunity to get in front of these high school associations and really get in their ear and really have bigger, longer, in-depth discussions. And do you see that that's working? Obviously, we're seeing states start to fall, right? So mm -hmm. um, that's a good thing. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. I haven't really thought of it that way, but it definitely seems like one news sources. I mean, everyone just has more time, and things have just kind of slowed down. So. Uh, media outlets are like we need more stories and then there's like wow look at all these stories over here from women's wrestling <laughs> and at the at the same time you know wrestlers are like we don't have anything to do and it's like wow look at all these interviews and it's like oh, perfect match we can do all this stuff um and then the people consuming it are like wow there's nothing to do might as well just watch this video or watch this interview read this article so it is interesting to see kind of when you take, you know, wrestling away, how wrestling continues to, to be there. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, that's cool. a good, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, cause I mean, I think we, I mean, I've been around the sport just a short time, right? But I mean, you obviously hear, and I mean, I, I guess in life, I've never looked at men and women as, as different human beings. So I guess I don't see that. Like, I mean, I, I know men and women are different human but you know <laughs> I, I never thought like they can't do this or they can't do that so but mm -hmm. but i think uh i've just heard it louder now right i mean you heard rumbles of women are starting to come along um but it's really it's really blossomed into something that's big and it's good and and i hope that um uh that they can get promoted so that they get the leverage they need to be able to to ask for more money to be able to um be on the top stages and I think there's a lot of badasses out there right now I've, I've, got, I've been lucky enough to talk to a couple of them I've had uh, Jackie Davis, Bjorg Wigny, I've had Catherine Shea, Victoria Francis, Julie Salata, you uh, I've had some some really awesome awesome girls on and uh, they're all looking forward to big things and some of them are still trying to make it to Tokyo right in Tokyo so nothing I asked them how their mindset changed for that extra year. They're like, well, after I hit the buffet and ate a bunch of steak and pizza, because I didn't have to cut that day, you know, we reevaluated, right? But I'm sure, I'm sure in, in Colorado Springs, they took a break for a minute and then got back on it. But um, uh, it's been cool. It's been awesome. And, you know, I hope we continue to see dominoes fall and, and you guys, girls do big things. Like uh, I was talking to some girls, uh, Wara Wara Bonnie over in Virginia, and she's funny. Mm -hmm. She's like, I hate it when they say, "Wow, you're pretty good for a girl." She's like, "Yeah, well, oh. my body my body parts don't make me more or less of a wrestler. Like, <laughs> I'm learning the same things you are. Right? I'm, I'm I'm getting taught the same wrestling you are. It's not like it's not like I'm in a room learning a different sport, right?" <laughs> so, <laughs> she, she was funny. Uh, it was pretty good, but. Uh, Man, this has been awesome. And, you know, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me. And, you know, we'll do the 10 questions, have a little fun, and then I'll let you get back to building your program. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's been cool. Uh, I enjoy it. It's fun for me. I guess I get to learn wrestling. I can't wait to see it through my new eyes, I tell people, when I go to that first <laughs> tournament and go, ah, oh, I learned what that means. I know why that coach is yelling that now. Like, never thought about that before good 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 job coach before I was like you're an idiot you suck <laughs> <laughs> <That makes> sense, right? 
<laughs> so that's cool. All right. So I, what I did was I kind of took your area. You're you're, uh, you're a longtime Penn girl, so uh, I kind of went around Indiana, around that area, and I said uh, I found two barbecue places: T. Allen's or City Barbecue. Ooh, tough. Okay, uh, I'll go City Barbecue. <laughs> All right. I, I love it. Like yesterday I had someone on and I, I did the meat thing and they're like, I'm a vegan. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, no. Questions. And he's like, no, no, go ahead. I like meat. I just can't eat it right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it. All right. Are you a Colts girl or a Pacers girl? Colts all the way. Five guys or Culver's? Ooh, five guys. And then go to Culver's <laughs> for the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you do like the Indiana Zoo, Indiana Aquarium? Uh, I like zoos. Yeah, I prefer zoos over aquariums. Uh, zoos are fun. Uh, I heard that some of these zoos are doing drive-through zoos now. It's pretty cool. Like uh, a safari. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. V little Mexican for you, Fiesta Tapatia or Puerta Vallarta. Oh, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat much Mexican food. I mean, you're uh, stumping me on. <laughs> all right. Well, there's no rules to this. So you can say they both suck. I don't want to go there. Okay. <laughs> on to the next one. I know you know these two. Oreos or Chips Ahoy? Oh, yeah, that's hard. It, sometimes it depends on the mood, but I think overall I'll go Oreos. Yeah. Double stuff or single stuff? Double stuff. <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> Gotta do that. All right. Little pizza, Luigi's or Pasquale's? Uh, Pasquale's. Yeah. I, you know what I try and do? I, I find a location that you were at for a long time and then I go to like maps and then I go like nearby and then I pull like pizza place and then it pulls up all these places and I go, okay, who's got the most reviews? That means they must be the most popular. So then I grab the two. And that's how I come up with this. Now, unless you're, unless I have someone from Orlando on, then I know the places, right? Or mm -hmm. the place I've been, right? <laughs> um, you go power bars or granola bars? Mm, granola. I like granola, yeah. Yeah, I had someone yesterday, he's like, I like the ones dipped in chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everyone does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hannah Yori or Bonefish Grill? Oh, okay, yeah, that's. Uh, Haniori. Oh my gosh. Like one of my favorite restaurants. Ah, so Haniori. I found uh -huh. a good spot. Yeah. I love food. <laughs> you obviously do too. Um, yes. I posted a picture. Um, I don't know if I put it on Instagram or my Facebook, but I'm 44 years old. I have kids now. One just turned 12 and the other one turns 15 this weekend. I love sushi and I've always wanted to make it myself, but I never had to because I was like, okay, I want sushi today. I'll just go buy it. Right. So, right. This past weekend, we did it ourselves for the first time ever. Like we went and got little things and we cut the seaweed and it was so much fun. What a blast. If you, if you ever want to do something fun, I would guess as a coach, like with your girls, that would be something cool. Like you do a, like a, I don't know, a cook night or something or a food night and you uh -huh. get a bunch of those little mats. They're not expensive. You go to like a Chinese Orient store or whatever, and you make girls and stuff. You do like a wow. competition, everybody tastes them. <laughs> Yeah. I, That's was, awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, all right. So are you a beer girl or a wine girl? Wine. Yeah, definitely wine over beer. Yeah. Most <laughs> athletes, I think, because the beer kind of bubbles in your belly, right? The wine is... All more. those, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Have you, you know, before we leave, has wrestling allowed you to travel to a lot of cool places that you, you might have never had the opportunity to go to before? And where's your, where's, where, where has been your favorite place to, to visit? Yeah, uh, wrestling definitely allowed me to travel places. In fact, I feel like the only traveling I ever do is through wrestling. <laughs> um, favorite place to visit? Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, probably Japan would have been my favorite. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait till I get to do that. You'll get there. Um, but aside from that, man, I'm, I'm just trying to think. Honestly, going to Colorado was one of the best places and being there and seeing the Olympic Training Center. I know it's kind of boring. Um, no, I think it's pretty cool to see how that sister bond is because I had um, Geneva Gray on. Mm -hmm. And um, she said the same thing you said. When, when her sister's training for the Olympics, she's the training partner. She said, I go and I get thrown around and I coach her and that, um, you know, obviously it's pretty cool to see like the coaching aspect of one sister and then the the competing aspect of it but together you guys make a, a mate obviously look at Adeline and look at um Sarah so it, it's pretty cool how that works I thought I found that interesting yeah it's awesome just to have that you know built-in support system too so I couldn't be more fortunate that like just the resources I have in my own family. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's neat. I like that. That works. And um, I, I really, um, I try, I try to, when I have someone on who has a sibling at a higher level, I try and stay away from that, you know, cause I know <laughs> you get enough of that. And, um, uh, and that's cool. I, I did hear though, a cool, a funny story when you were with uh, Mr. Klingham in there where you said people come up to you sometimes and they're like, Hey, Sarah, can we have your autograph? <laughs> Uh, that's that's pretty funny I I guess um you're so you're so nice and innocent you're like no I'm not Sarah but I think if I had someone like that I'd be like yeah come on come on over here I, and then they'd be showing their friends somewhere down the road and someone would be like you idiot that's the sister like that's so <laughs> dummy <laughs> like, yeah I, I definitely know, could be control some people but I don't know I mean listen i I'd want your autograph too. Look how much you've done for a sport. That's amazing. So keep doing your thing and, you know, you're bringing it your own way. And that's pretty cool to see because you have two high level siblings, but that's not the avenue you took. You took it a different avenue and you wanted to be on the other end of it. And it's pretty cool because I think that the expectations typically for younger siblings to be as good or as great as the older siblings can can maybe have an effect on your mindset or even having an effect on loving the sport anymore because I'm not Sarah or I'm not Drew, right? I'm mm -hmm. Amy. And, um, and it's pretty cool to see where you said, okay, well, I'll, I'll take my own path, you know, and I, this is the path I want to be. I, I want to be a coach and that's what I'm going to do. Could I have locked down and trained as hard as them and maybe gotten to a different level? Sure. Anything you put your mind to can happen. Right. But, um, but it's cool that you, you never allowed that to affect you. You never allowed that to be something that caused you to stray from a sport you loved and, and you decided, well, I'll go this way and this way works for me. And now you're doing it at a high level. So congratulations and that's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been an awesome experience. I can't wait to see where it takes me. Yeah, and then of course I heard all the support you get back from your family and uh, I'm sure the lessons that come out of the Olympic Center and out of Central Michigan are 
are huge at helping you grow your coaching aspect. So um, it, it couldn't be better. And, and I look forward to being a Trine University women's wrestling fan. I'm in. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll do it. Thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. And, you know, getting getting anybody on my show is amazing. But to get, you know, high-level women in the sport like yourself is amazing. And, and thanks so much for coming on. And it's, it's amazing how humble everybody is. And uh, I love it. And keep kicking life's ass. And obviously kick Division Three's ass. <laughs> That's right. Yep. That's, thanks and, for having uh, me. And obviously, good luck to your family, NCAAs. Good luck to your sister in Tokyo. Uh, hopefully, we get there next year, and um, and uh, I'll be rooting for USA. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs>